okay, whatever we're doing right now doesn't matter because our kids want to talk to us, right? So we are committed to that connection, right? And we would never turn them away and say, oh, I don't have time to talk to you right now, right? And if I didn't have time to talk to you right now, if that was really true, I would say, hey, bud, you know what? I want to talk to you so bad. Can I come back? to you in 15 minutes. I just have a call or I just have this or, or whatever. Um, so, so that's what you want to do. You want it. Those moments of connection, you got to like, when they're there, you want to jump on them uh, and be cool about it. Like, let's be cool. We've got teenagers, right? And our kids want to talk to us. This is Mom Squad Pod, your weekly update on tips, tricks, and all things parenting with Maureen Kyle. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on the Mom Squad Pod, the podcast where we talk all things parenting. And I have a really special guest here today with me, certified parent coach and author of The Yelling Cure. We all need this. How to Stress Less and Get Your Kids to Cooperate Without Threats and Punishments. Robin McMahon, thank you so much for joining us here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> and I'm excited to talk to you because when we've been chatting via email, um, we've been talking about how to connect with your kids. And I think we're in a couple of crucial weeks here where school is about to start, summer's winding down. And I was even talking to a friend yesterday and we're thinking, oh my gosh, I need to fit all of this in while the weather's still warm and we still have the opportunities to do this. And I don't think parents give <laughs> each other and ourselves enough credit for the fact that we, we really do a lot with our kids, but it's yeah. finding those meaningful connections. Like it, it's one thing to just take them somewhere but it's another to really have an experience where we connect, right? Yeah, I think it's the difference between doing mm-hmm. and being. We, we can just be with our kids. They don't need all that stuff. In fact, what our kids really want is to just be with us, to have our attention, to, you know, to have connection with us. That's really what they need. And that's actually what they're always seeking. And their behavior often asks for it in the most unlovable ways because they don't know how to articulate it. You know, they don't know that the thing that I actually just really need is to just be with you. You know what, since you mentioned it, I want to stay on that topic. Um, what kind of ways do you think kids, you know, come out with, with asking for our attention? And then sometimes we think of it as misbehaving. Yeah. Oh, let me count the ways. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can all think of a couple of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's see. Uh, you know, they, they'll do it with, they'll do it with eye rolls. They'll do it with, uh, disrespect. They'll do it with not listening to you. Right. Uh, you know, being sort of stubborn using air quotes, you know, uh, they will, um, you know, rudeness, disrespect, uh, refusal to listen, hurting another sibling, hurting you, uh, you know, oftentimes, uh, kids will like hit you sort of you know be physical with you and you know you oftentimes when parents tell me that and they want a solution for it I I usually say well what are you doing when they're doing that oh yeah I probably was was on my phone or I wasn't paying attention I'm like yeah bingo you know that's probably it right and the thing is is that you know, our kids can't ask for what they need when they're young. They don't know how to ask for it, like I said before. And so that causes this miscommunication because as parents, we take their behavior to mean something else. Either they're bad, the behavior is bad, but we don't realize it's actually just communication letting us know. 
that something, that they need something. And I think that between the two of us, we're going to have a great perspective because you have teenage boys, two teenage boys. Yes. And I have three young girls where what you're saying to me, I mean, I'm immediately thinking of my just turned three-year-old who, you know, Mm -hmm. is acting out or throwing herself on the floor because if I am sending, and it's hard because I'm sending a work email, she doesn't know. Um, And then we have meltdowns and it it just gets to, to be uh, an issue. So do, is it a matter of, help us through here. Is it a matter of Obviously, we know we got to put down that phone, but then what are some of the ways that we can show our kids, no matter what age, how we're connecting? Right. So, you know, just just so you know that when you do turn to your phone, you know, which is such a it's it's such a you know, almost a cliche, right? Like as soon as I pick up the phone, like my kid starts to, you know, cry and whatever. And the reason why they do that is it's just that they they, again, they don't know what else to feel, but they fear that loss of that connection with you. And so they start to feel anxious about it. And then that, that brings up the tears. So, you know, first and foremost, I think that with parenting is to understand that our kids' behavior isn't personal. First and foremost, they are feeling something in their own little world right? That is as real to them as our feelings are to us, right? But they, again, they just don't know how to say it. And, and, and I want to I wanna just talk for a moment about brain growth, because there's a reason why they can't understand what they're feeling and can't articulate it, right? Our brain, and I'm going to use my hand here, our brain grows from the bottom up, right? So the, if, I, if I use my hand, this is the brainstem, the cerebellum, inside here is the amygdala. And our babies are born down here in, in our sort of most primitive brain, then they move up to the amygdala and that's how they see their world until they're about seven years old. And then they will, uh, and then they get the, the prefrontal cortex, which is emotional regulation, which is, you know, the ability to have empathy and compassion and, uh, and, and uh, you know, and critical thinking and that sort of thing. So it takes a long time. So when they have behavior, you've got to understand that it's emotion out of control, not behavior right? Not them purposely doing it. So, so first and foremost, we need to not take it personally. And we need to just be curious as to what is fueling that behavior. And when we can get to what's underneath the behavior, then we can address the outward expression of that behavior, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, when we do kind of figure it out, when we, when we think, um, okay, you know, I've been on my phone or I haven't been paying attention and that's why they're acting out and, and, or, you know, or they've just been carted around all day or whatever. Uh, What should parents do to, um, any advice on like sitting down and resetting? Like how, what's the best way to reset and, and turn things around? Because that's all we want to do in the middle of that meltdown. It's like, wait a second, how do we get to the other side of this? And how do we get to the opposite of what's happening right now? Okay, so are we? So if we're talking about your child in the midst of a meltdown, right? Look, mm-hmm. there are things that have happened up to that point that maybe we've missed, or maybe your child just has sort of endured little infractions, injustices, little frustrations, right? It's frustrating. You live in a world of giants, right? So of course, and you're you're you don't have any freedom, really. You're told what to do nonstop. So. In the midst of a meltdown, just know that it didn't just, it wasn't just the one thing, right? Even though it may may feel like it. The thing is, is that a meltdown is really a pressure valve. And it is such a beautiful opportunity 
to let your child just feel their feelings because that's all they want to do. But also it is a beautiful opportunity for you to connect with them because in the midst of the meltdown, even if it's in the grocery store, even if it's, you know, in front of your in-laws, you know, for you to say, whoa, okay, hold on. Oh, you are really frustrated. So name a feeling that they must be feeling right. And what that does on many different levels is it, it shows them that what they're feeling is normal and natural, that there's a name for it. Right. And then if you can just accept it and say, oh, love, you just need to feel your feelings. Like you just need to let it all out. That's okay. And I'm going to stay here with you instead of go to your room, instead of go sit on the naughty step, instead of get over it, instead of just stop, right? It's like, you can't stop. And, and quite honestly, if you are in the midst of your own rage and someone said, hey, could you just stop and use your words? Like, could you? <laughs> no, probably not. I know I couldn't. I probably rage even harder. So our kids just need to go through the tunnel of emotion. It's like they're a little train and the emotion is the tunnel and they need to go straight through. As adults, we're not so comfortable doing that. No. And you know what? I, I have to admit, Robin, I mean, as you're saying this, I'm thinking I've tried it that way. And then there's been so many times where they get, they're frustrated. They're having a meltdown. That makes me frustrated. I was even thinking about, you know, yesterday we had an issue and it was a hot day and I'm hot and I'm sweaty and trying to get them somewhere and they're having a meltdown and I'm having a meltdown. And yeah. Is there anything that you recommend parents say to themselves? Because it's really hard to oh, be yeah. a calming voice and the person who steps out and says, okay, you're feeling frustrated when you're also feeling frustrated too. Absolutely. You know, empathy is for your kids, but it's also for you too. Like for you to take a second and just stop and say, okay, you know what? This is really hard. I am really struggling right now. I just need to take a second, you know, for you to do that. First of all, parenting isn't an emergency, right? There was nothing right. And, but we rush ourselves. We just power through, but what would it be like if you were able to say to your girls, you know what girls hang on, mommy's feeling overwhelmed. I need to take a minute to reset because I don't want to yell at you because I don't want to be grouchy mommy when we go out to the place that we're going to go where we're supposed to have fun, right? I want to just, mommy needs a minute. I'm just going to go sit and I'm going to go take a few deep breaths, let's say, right? So you're modeling for them and you're also explaining to them exactly what you're going to do and how you're going to do it because you have a need that needs to get met. I think that's a beautiful way to solve the problem that you're feeling, but also model that for your kids too. And it will help you. You also mentioned the older kids um, and, and yeah. first being teenagers um, and being in that phase in life. What, is it, what do parents do when it's the um, butting the heads. I feel like you get past a, a meltdown phase and then it becomes like a butting the heads with the kids, you know, just where you're, you're in an argument and you, how do you deescalate and also connect meaningfully with, with teens that are, they're still forming too. I mean, they're still trying to figure out how to deal with their emotions and handle it in a mature way. Yeah, it's not easy. That's for sure. You know, uh, as a as a mom of teenagers, it it is it it can be tough, and they they are opinionated. And you know, what we have to do as as parents of teens is we have to just listen more and talk less, right? They are ex 
they're exploring the world, they're experiencing the world and they wanna talk about it. But if we shut them down and we wanna tell them all the ways they're wrong, they're not gonna to come to us anymore and talk to us. Like, let's listen to them. So maybe they have a different idea than us. Okay, well, why can't I listen to that? I don't have to agree, I can just listen. And so as you, as your kids grow, you know, you sort of, you sort of change from being this teacher teaching them the ways to be and you know what what they need to do and learn and that sort of thing to really sort of mentoring them and saying well what do you think you know oh that's interesting you know letting them fail a little bit right to because that's the whole point right is that we're growing them so they can grow up and away from us which is hard but that's that's the plan right so you've got to allow them to to think on their own right and stop running our own agenda right because that's when our kids start to reject us is they're like, oh, wait, wait a second. You've been making me play piano all these years and I hate it. Now I'm a teenager. I can say, no, forget it. Right. So we've got to be really aware of, of who they are as individuals too. That respect, respect begets respect and they will respect you. And so, and I think that that goes for your two-year-old, your three-year-old having a meltdown in Target, you know? I mean, it's the same thing, right? They, they deserve respect. They're going through something. And yes, we are too, but we have a fully grown brain and, you know, we have so much more that we can control than our child does. So they just need the space and the empathy. And it sounds like you're you're talking about those downtimes, the times where we're not in conflict and it's almost like- right laying the groundwork in what other ways do you in your experience and in your research have you found ways to connect with with mm. our kids when it's not that high intensity time where it's it's more you know like one-on-one talking and those moments where we are even keel and keeping the peace that we can lay the groundwork for to avoid future um conflict yeah and, and okay so you know, when there is downtime and even now, right, there are times where my kids just want to talk to us, right? And it may not be at the right time, right time for us that we want to, but like my husband and I, we will just like, okay, whatever we're doing right now doesn't matter because our kids want to talk to us, right? So we are committed to that connection, right? And we would never turn them away and say, oh, I don't have time to talk to you right now right? And if I didn't have time to talk to you right now, if that was really true, I would say, hey, bud, you know what? I want to talk to you so bad. Can I come back to you in 15 minutes? I just have a call or I just have this or, or whatever. Um, so so that's what you want to do. You want it, those moments of connection, you got to like, when they're there, you want to jump on them uh, and be cool about it. Like, let's be cool if you've got teenagers, right? And our kids want to talk to us. And so there are there are moments of there are times during the day where our kids want to connect more. And that's what bedtime is about. Oftentimes our kids want to talk at bedtime. That's why they become philosophers and they want to tell you all about their day and all that kind of stuff. Um, so those are the moments to connect. And of course, those are not the most convenient times, right? Um, I want to go back for a second about the headbutting, if I can, because I don't think I answered your question, right? Uh, or I didn't really address it. Here's what I want to say, though. When it comes to headbutting, so what I said is listen more, right? But don't take the bait either. Just, you know, if, you're, if your child is like, oh, well, what about this? Or how about this? Please stay in curiosity. Just say, well, how come you think that way, right? And just be willing 
to agree to disagree because look, you want to respect that your child is trying to work things out, right? They may not have all the answers right now and that's okay. Let them, let them explore the world. That's what you got to do. Let's let them do that too. So I hope that's okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I think that the, those, those two insights go hand in hand too, of listening and talking. And um, it, it's so funny you mentioned that because even my, I mean, my daughter was probably six turning seven, more like when uh, the pandemic started. And one of her favorite things to do when school was shut down and we were working from home, she wanted to come in and tell me all about school and what she was missing about school. And I'm there folding laundry, like, who is this kid coming and opening up to me? When I don't know, I, and I found, tell me if I'm on the right track here, but I found that when I tell her things like, oh, well, when I was your age, like there's a light bulb that goes mm. off. Mm. I mean, as a parent, I know that I'm not, I'm not discovering something that people haven't already discovered, but um, sharing in that way of reminding them that you were once their age, how does that affect them? Like, how do you think that can <sighs> today? Yeah, I think it gives them comfort. It makes them feel like what they're feeling is not isolated to just them. You know, they don't know their view of the world is so small, so tiny. And to know that, oh, you felt that way too. You know, I think that's that's huge. And it gives them a sense of, okay, like there's, there's nothing wrong with me because we're so quick to say, oh, there must be something wrong with me, right? And there isn't. It's like, oh, mommy gets it too. Oh, that's great. Now I can talk to mom about it. And when I talk to mom about it, she asks me questions and she listens, right? That's so great. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny to see her eyes light up like, oh, you you were there? Now I know I can come to you. Um, in your practice and in your experience, is there a common question that you get from parents or a common issue that they come to you with saying, this happens all the time in my family and I just don't know what to do about it? There's a few, um, you know, refusal to listen, right? They're like, how do, how do I get my kids to listen? Uh, how do I get them to you know, um, stop saying no to me or, or whatever. And, and so I would say that is probably the biggest one, right? There's disrespect. There's the, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot. Sibling rivalry is a big one. Um, but I would say not listening and then parents are repeating, 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 repeating. And then, (laughs) then you get to the point where you're yelling and, then they listen and yeah. you think, well, well, why did I have to yell? You know, that's not fair. I had to get mad for you to listen to me. Like, that's not fair at all. Right. So then you're resent- feeling resentment. They're frustrated. They're like, why did mommy get so mad all of a sudden? <laughs> right. Is there, so wait, is there a solution to it? Because that's why yeah. I, I cannot even tell. This is a conversation I had yesterday with three other friends and we all had the same experience trying to get out the door and saying, get your shoes get your shoes, get your shoes. We're leaving, we're leaving, we're leaving. And then it turned into like screaming. Oh, I love it. I, well, I know I don't love it, but I love being able to share with you how to do it. Because I know. we're all in it together. That That's what makes it comforting. But like, what do we do? Yeah. And I used to hide from my neighbors because I was like so yelly in the garage and I didn't want them to know that I was this miserable woman. Oh, <laughs> my, my neighbors are going to call child services any day. I'm like, why are they always out in their garage when I'm yelling at mine? 
it is just, of course, that's going to happen. Of course it is. So here's the thing. So what we have to realize, right? Again, you've got an eight-year-old, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. So it's a little bit like herding cats. I'm sure the eight-year-old is, you know, helpful to a certain degree. So there's, think about it from their perspective, right? There's so many different things going on in their world. Whatever it is that they're doing right now, they are consumed with, right? Whether they're playing, whether they're watching, whatever they're, whatever they're doing, right? And so what we do is we're like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, right? And we're like in the kitchen and they're in the living room or we're upstairs, they're downstairs, whatever, they're upstairs, we're downstairs. They don't hear us and they don't hear us even passively because they're consumed by what they're doing. So, you know, we need to respect that. Okay. If I want to get my kid to listen, I need to do this a little bit differently because clearly that's not working. Right. So what I always say is first notice where you are and notice where your child is, right. Then go to them, go to them first. Now I know you have three, so we'll, we'll talk about that, but you, you got to go to your kids first and then give them a little lovey, right? Give them a little tap on the shoulder, a little arm rub, a little back rub, something like that. Just sort of bring them back into the here and now, right? Because they need a moment to transition back to, to oh, to mommy. Yeah. Because they're not doing it purposely, right? They're not doing it to upset you. They're just, they just can't. So make that connection. And when you know that they are here <laughs> in this moment with you, then you say, hey, babe, guess what? We're going to go now. We're going to go and we're going to go to the park. So come on, let's go get your shoes on. And you take your daughter with you. You take her with you. And beforehand, you've gotten her shoes ready, right? You know where her shoes are. Her shoes. This is not the time for you to say, well, why didn't you put your shoes back where you were supposed to put them? And I can never find your shoes. And, you know, oh, 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 they're in the garage or they're in the, you're there in your bedroom, blah, 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 blah. Nope. You're going to have all of that sort it out first, because you're going to put the effort in on the front end of the situation, instead of being caught on the back end, where you're going to be frustrated and upset and everybody's crying, right? I mean, I've, I've pulled out of my, my garage crying many times, right? You know, so, so you take, you take her to the shoes, you've got them already ready, because you're this, like, I got this kind of, I'm, I'm a in charge mama, I know what, you know, what needs to happen here, whatever. And then you're going to give her any help she needs, right? Your five-year-old needs help. Your three-year-old needs help. Your eight-year-old may need help. This is not a time to criticize them or say, okay, no, you need to do this. You, you know, oh, how come you can't do this now? And you, you, no, none of that stuff. Just here are your shoes. Can I help you put them on? No, you got them. Okay, good. Great. Here's your jacket. Great. Okay. Now I'm going to put you in the car and I'm going to go get your sisters, right? Now you're going to go get you probably the three-year-old you can pick up while you're doing the, the, the five-year-old, right? Yeah. But you, you want to sort of divide and conquer a little bit and you want to slow down and just put that effort in on the front end so that you're organized and ready. And I also just say one last thing is make sure you're ready to go because if you're grabbing things and doing things and whatever that is sort of a recipe for disaster because as soon as you take your attention and away from your kids then they're like oh oh we don't have to you know mom's not mom's not looking you know and it's not that they're diabolical masterminds it's just that they they lose focus and it's like oh okay i got to go do this thing now right not i got to go in the in the car and get my seatbelt on right you bring up such a great point. I, I laugh because I can't remember which child of mine said it, but they were doing an impression of me and they said, mommy's like, let's do this. Let's do this. Now we're late. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> right. 
you know, I'm trying to squeeze so much yeah. in the day and it's like, let's do this, let's do this and we're late and it's your fault. And I, I'm definitely guilty of that so many times. And you know what? So what if you're late? You know, like we, we stress out and ruin relationships for minutes, right? So you're 10 minutes late, get people used to be used to you being 10 minutes late, you know, like, oh yeah, Maureen, she's always late. And yeah. it's like, okay, no problem. You know, I always say I'm in my own time zone and it's 15 minutes off of yours. That's just it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, I'm not trying to disrespect you. It's not that I just have three kids. Right. <laughs> yeah. Robin, this has been so insightful. I really appreciate it because I think you have hit home. It's like talking to your best friend who knows a little bit more than you do about parenting, <laughs> but all the issues that we run into, you have been such a wealth of knowledge. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It was, it was so, such a, a, a joy to share. Thank you. And where can we catch your podcast? Yeah, my podcast is called Parenting Our Future. It's on every podcast platform. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're in, I'm, I'm into year three of my podcast. So uh, I have lots of really great guests, experts in the, in the parenting space, all different topics. So no matter what age your child is at, you'll, you'll find content that you like. There you go. Just uh, the more we information and more experiences we can share, the better our lives are going to be. So Robin, thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Mom Squad Pod. We'll see you right back next time. Thanks for listening to Mom Squad Pod with Maureen Kyle from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.